Hello and welcome to another episode of the Engaged Podcast. I'm Jamie. I'm Simon. And today we're going to be talking uh, all about Star Trek The Adventure, which is um, uh, Hyde Park 20th anniversary uh, in 2002, which was a travelling museum exhibit created by special entertainment events that showcase over 30 million worth of Star Trek memorabilia, props, models, costumes and set mock-ups, including the USS Enterprise Bridge and an XO-1 Armoury. Um, the exhibition opened in Hyde Park, London on the 18th of December 2002 to coincide with the British premiere of Star Trek Nemesis. The exhibition closed in April 2003, having received over 100,000 visitors. Uh, and basically, uh, Simon went with his mum and his uh, godfather, Mike, because they wanted to surprise him. Uh, so they tricked him into thinking they'll just go up to London for a teddy, teddy bear convention. Oh, OK. That was uh, interesting for your mums. So, yes. and you were only only twelve at the time. Yeah. So yeah, well, yeah, because it's two thousand and two. Yeah. yeah, we were both twelve at the time. Yes. So yeah, obviously, uh, yeah, um, absolutely um, incredible. Um, I said it's yes, it's, we, it's an odd anniversary, but I thought it was interesting. And again, we're we're in the mode of let's go for something relatively lighty, light hearted, and mm. fun. And I wanted to do it because it's been. Now it's been how many years? Twenty one odd years, roughly yeah. just over. And again, this was meant to be where Clive's episode landed because yeah. that took precedence. So this got shifted back to now. But yeah, we're not that far into the new year at the moment, anyway. So we can and get away with it. I thought it was a good excuse to look at this because that was at a very interesting point in time. I say where it said, like, Enterprise D Bridge and the brand new. Enterprise NX01 Armory. Yeah. The brand new kind of look at this fancy Enterprise show. Because obviously the time that this exhibition happened was literally the this it was it was literally the premiere of Nemesis. It was the start of Enterprise. Yeah, so, you look at the program and they're still in their season one get up. Yeah. So I mean it's like, it's like well, we were both because uh Simon very, very uh very nicely gave me a copy of this. Uh, got, they're quite cheap, but yeah. yeah. Uh, of the of the of the brochure, yeah, but, yeah. So um, from the event, which is yeah. like the world's largest thing ever invented, it yeah, really is very huge. Big, but it's, I thought, there you go. Here's a good insight into what it was actually like. Yeah, and you know, I said the, the whole. Yeah, this is where the show's up to at this point. We're saying it's kind of weird reading through, and it's like you know, knowing how know how much more Trek there's been in the last twenty one years, and it's like it's like reading a heart like a story that's only half uh, written or something like that. Um, but yeah, it. it just it was it was really a fascinating read, and I just again it it kind of brings back that regret of I wish I got into Star Trek a lot sooner than I did. Because we were talking before we got going, and at that point in time, that wouldn't have happened because we didn't know each other. Yeah, no. So it was a couple. Of, I think it was a couple of years before we actually uh, met, became friends. Mm. So yeah, um, but yeah, obviously, and you. Was, I just wanted to do it because it's something fun. I want to do. It's a. This is kind of a bit of a trend that might come into recent next few years, where it's I want to look back at events that it would be more. Um, it's going to make more sense as time goes on because it'd be events that we've actually been to. Yeah. But this is kind of the first one that I just want to try it out, mm. and it's just something interesting. Just and again, it was where it was originally meant to be last year. It was kind of it starts running down and it was it was going to be a nice one to run down with but yeah. this is an equally good one to start the year up with because it yeah. doesn't mean 
we can kind of wing it a bit. Oh, it's yeah. Not, there's hardly any research for it, because we're not joking. There is literally... Not even half a page. third of a page from yeah. Memory Alpha. And I did a good search for it, trying to f- dig the whole internet, and there's nothing out there. There's potato-grade videos that aren't that helpful. Yeah, so the only other thing, obviously, would be the brochure that you've got at the time, so... And whatever the hell I can remember, which is probably not much, because as Jane pointed out, I was 12. Yeah. <laughs> and, again, the other thing I pointed out before we got going is... I may have pictures of it, but I don't know where they are because they are old school picture pictures. This is before digital cameras became readily available. So I may have them, but I don't know where they are. And it would take forever for you to try and dig through your stuff so, to try and find them. as a consequence, I haven't. No. Um, Which is fine. So yeah, it's going to be similar to kind of like when Simon went to kind of Frankfurt and it was me and Phil, because obviously we didn't go, just me asking Simon questions about, about the event really. I mean... Just because that was a nice surprise, they woke me up and went, Yep, yeah, you're coming with us. And then I got told, Oh, we're going up for a teddy bear convention. I'm going, Teddy bear, why the hell do I want to go up for a teddy bear convention? <laughs> it's like you'll want to come to this, like not knowing. And then we, we obviously walked to Pyre Park, and it's like, Oh, okay, we're going for that thing, right? Okay, that makes more sense. I'd love to see the look on your face as you were walking because if you know my history of Star Trek. That is where I really got into it. It was like late 90s, 90s early 2000s. So is that your, kind of at your height, wasn't it? So it was kind of really early on. It's a bit like, okay, I think it was a kind of Mike and mum going, okay, we're going to really get him into this now. We're really going to... Because by that point, I got the encyclopedia again. You know, that's another milestone where it's a bit like, oh, my God, like... Would, would you say then going to Hyde Park, going to this exhibition was like a, another stepping stone into you really getting into it? Well, think of it. What else would you have had about to actually experience a bit of Star Trek? Like, you'd have to go to Las Vegas and you'd have to go to Star Trek The Adventure. Am I right? I think, yeah, The Adventure. That's the only other place you could really go and do something similar to it. Mm. And before that, I think there's the Star Trek World Tour in like. 90s yeah because you've got to figure as well early 2000s internet thing internet thing wasn't a big you know made you know wasn't as big as it is now is it so you're you know you're you're a bit limited by what star trek you can actually experience in terms of like conventions or whatever so and they had lots of little props scattered here there and everywhere so obviously it mentions about the armory so that was like a brand new thing like here are the new here's what you're going to see on the screen so that was quite cool. We had uh, the Scorpion fighter from a full-size replica. I think the one that Patrick Stewart and Brent Spiner were wearing. That was there. That was sat in the middle of the hall. But you also had like mini props from all the other shows. So there was like one from like Deep Space Nine and another mm. one. I remember they had like I think I got really excited about it. They had a whole display of phases. I think I might have it in one of my pictures somewhere. It was like a phaser prop display where it's like all the phases up to that point of like here they all are t- scattered together wow because that'd be interesting particularly having them side by side and comparing them but you know, I'm also thinking that you know because I have I have been to Hyde Park I think I've been once I think I went to a, a music event or something there many many years ago so I went to pass in the park so probably something similar to that yeah so Hyde Park would be for something like this would be absolutely perfect location and well, page Jamie's at, you can actually see the size of the, the event space that they put in there, and it's you can see it's a really big hole. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, I mean, just because you've got a little in in this brochure, you've got a little 
in one of the pages you've got a little facts and figures section about what it took to put it all together so um it says here um when you emerge from the many wondrous exhibits and sets you have just seen and the many incredible experiences you have just been through you might wish to pause and look back you might wish to think for a moment about the mammoth feat of engineering that supports it all and the hundreds of people who have been involved in its design and construction the house in itself is 30 meters wide 50 meters long and 17 meters high the content of the exhibition weighs approximately 250 tons and that includes more than 300 authentic props, costumes and models and around 60,000 pounds of lighting equipment. But it doesn't include the 25 or so alien races you may have encountered inside. They weigh extra. The, um, the skeletal construction of the USS Enterprise um, D set, uh, set alone, the engineering bridge section contains more than three miles of scaffolding and tubing. When disassembled and packed away, Star Trek The Avenger occupies 180 40 by 8 by 6 foot, she, foot sea shipping containers and 30 standard containers. It all runs off its own computer control and its own independent generators, and yet it only takes four people to run it once it's actually built. That really is futuristic technology. I just thought that whole bit there was just really, really interesting. Uh, and, you know, just looking through, looking through these pages, like, the different exhibits they've got. I mean, even the layout of it sounded really quite well thought through, where they've kind of laid everything out. I mean, I know it's obviously been... Well, I think you had an exhibition hall with all these things scattered around, so the props, you had yeah. the miniatures, and then you go into this queue, and then you go into the kind of Enterprise D experience thing. Mm. And I think eventually you'd obviously exit through the gift shop, mm. to coin a phrase. So it was this really big thing, and it kind of, on a smaller scale, I remember going to, Dad Dad was really also quite good when I was growing up as well. He took me to something similar on Brighton Pier, and that was the Doc 2 experience, and that was very similar, where it was kind of, here's the exhibition hall with all these props from the series, like 2005 onwards, and then that also exit through the gift shop. So that was a very big thing during that time, where it was a bit like, Props, gift shop, and to this day it still is. Because we had like, because there was a thing in Blackpool, we had the kind of, that was film works, and that was a kind of corridor with props down it. Mm. Not quite on the same grandiose scale, but but that was a big thing at the time. And Well, based on what, I, what you kind of said and what I said, it sounds like the, the sets were very impressive and very actually very authentic as well. Because I know from past conventions we've been to, you get the, some of the you know props and all the sets have been a bit a little bit iffy. Um, but it sounds to me like with this at least, they really went all out for it. I know this is what Jamie's intrigued about. They also had a blue, blue or green screen experience, which Jamie hasn't actually seen, and it's where me and Mum got a picture on the oh yeah, so train it, transporter. That's it, it's, and it, it feels like you're actually in an episode, doesn't it? Bear in mind again, this is early two thousand technology, so it's kind of back to basics. Oh wow! Oh wow! So yeah, I'm looking at here um, a picture of you, you and your mum on the transporter with Mister Wolf. Yeah, it doesn't look bad. Like, even now, even by today's standards, wow. But Jamie's not seen it, and there's very young me in there, and mum's in there as well. Yeah, wow. That was one of the souvenirs that I got from it. Captain Starlog, having touched down in High Park London, the captain and crew beam a new generation of human visitors aboard the Starship Enterprise. 
Our new friends are introduced to her continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Make it so. I love that. And you've kept that all these years. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. But it's a very simple picture. All it is is right. kind it's of a picture, and all I've done is put a kind of. Well, that's the thing. They they even did it at some. I think I think it was you and Phil. I don't think I ever did it, but I think was it the first Destination Star Trek? I think you and Phil did a similar thing with going on the transporter. Oh yeah. They, oh oh okay. I guess. Oh actually, we all did. We did. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, we all we all did. I think it might have been might have been the third one actually. No later. NEC, Jeremy. Is it NEC? Okay. Pre-Senate, yeah. yeah. But you see, that one in a way is cooler because you've actually got a character within that, which I think is really good. So. And then I also picked up a pin as well. Which is obviously the uh, Starfleet Command. Yeah, it's kind of shifted upside down. And you've had this, wow, all this time for 20 years, my God. And then... I wonder if that would be... Nah. Well, I picked these up quite a few years ago on eBay. Oh wow! So for quite, I don't. I have looked. I can't find how much I paid, but so these are some of my like pins. So you've got like so those are the complete set that I were fogging. Oh wow! They're not. They're not actually that brilliant, but a of they're quite badges. nice. Yeah, you've got um obviously like the Starfleet. They're nice enough. Let's yeah. say you've got Starfleet insignia with um Star Trek: The Adventure on it. Uh, you got the the. Uh, you got the old Federation um yeah, banner know. from original series. You got the. Next gen one, you've got a film insignia, you've got the command one that I've got kind of second copy of, and you've got the next gen com badge. Because again, at that point, that's all we really had. So I bought, yeah, I bought that cheap on eBay many years ago, but I don't know how much I paid because that information's an ether. It's again, it's one of those odd, odd bits of merchandise that I don't know how much I paid for because it's lost. But yeah, that's. What I, what I've got from it, so I have I do have vague memories of it. But it's just such a, it was cool, and I mean, again it, it was a time like as you said it was a time before the internet was really big thing. So that was going on to an early form of the internet, and they would have had to book tickets and that you know there's no kind of I bet those tickets weren't cheap either. They probably would have been forty. I think they might have been forty or so. Bad. I, I don't know. I, I don't know because of. I was too young to yeah, know. Yeah, obviously your parents would have paid for it. But no, I mean, uh, something like this, if I was in Star Trek like you were back then, I would have absolutely loved this. I would have absolutely. I mean, you know, because obviously, you, I mean, you get things also like, um, they even put in like things like a quartz bar as well, which must have been really, really good. I, did, I mean, I, again, I know this is obviously... Not quite up to the level they are in. They were at Las Vegas, but I think it was kind of lightly themed, Yeah, I think. I imagine you probably did see probably most of, most of the props and sets. I imagine you probably would have gone through most of them, if not all of them. Yeah, you kind of walked around it all, and then you went into the Enterprise D experience. Mm-hmm. So, what did you do? You reckon was that an all day thing for you, or was it just a few hours? Or I know it's pretty much all day. I think, yeah. yeah. Oh, just it was a lot of fun. It was like what, a special thing. It's, you know, something that probably wouldn't happen these days. No, no, because. For whatever reason, they moved it. I know we didn't say it earlier, but they moved it to uh, the experience to was it Singapore. So, why did they move it? They shouldn't have done that. <laughs> well, share it around the world, Jamie. Why not? Who knows? Who knows? Well, I say who knows. Maybe one day I'll come back to the UK. But, um, but yeah, I just, 
oh, that just would have been absolutely amazing. You know, so... I do think that most of the props that went from this probably went into film works, film. Mm. So in some ways you kind of may have seen bits of it at the Destination Star Trek conventions over the years. Yeah. Did you want me to read a bit of this out from the brochure? Yeah. yeah. I, um, I, I didn't actually look, so I don't know what, really what's in it. Um, I'll just, I'm obviously going to read like everything out, but I'll just read a bit. Um, um, uh, imagine you are standing in the most accurate reconstruction of a Star Trek environment you've ever seen. Imagine you, you're surrounded by original props and models from a series you love. Imagine there are alien races all around you, close enough for you to poke them in the eye, if I have eyes. Actually, you don't have to imagine it at all. You've already experienced it. You've been to Star Trek The Adventure, and we hope it's an experience you'll treasure for the rest of your life. I think this one definitely is. Um, Alex Peake, Star Trek the, the, the Adventure can cope with a 1,000 people an hour. That's 10,000 people in the course of an average day, which means that during the course of its time in Hyde Park, up to a million portal could have passed through these imposing portals and gawked at the displays. That sounds like a lot of people, but when you consider the number of Star Trek fans in Great Britain alone, then you might begin to realise just how lucky you are to have a ticket. Especially when you consider Star Trek The Adventure is the largest single display of Star Trek items and memorabilia ever assembled in one place, and that some of the artefacts on display have never been seen by the public before. Yeah, I mean, just, and it goes on to talk about, um, you know, the starting point of it was um, Earth, Earth Base Ops, which is kind of like the first part of it. So it goes, um, uh, for instance, the starting point of Star Trek Adventure, Earth Base Ops, probably look familiar as you pass through. It should, given that it includes models and props from the various Star Trek incarnations, which with the advent of Enterprise, covers five TV series and ten movies. <laughs> However, rather than overwhelm the visitor with nostalgia, this area has been designed to simulate the eye and the mind in a different way. Alongside a montage of great moments from the Star Trek legacy, Earth-based Ops presents just a little taste of what's on offer in the rest of the event, including large-scale models of some well-known Federation starships. Um, did you want to have a read next bit? No. Nice listening to you. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> um, after leaving, so first contact. After leaving Earth-based Ops, you will be immediately confronted by a nemesis, Jean-Luc Picard to be exact. The first exhibit in the adventure is dedicated to a new film, Star Trek Nemesis, which, you know, which makes sense, obviously, because that was obviously at the time, that was the premiere of it which sees our illustrious French captain taking on a threat from the Romulans, Remans, and a young man who shares a personal history with Picard. Um, entitled Star Trek Nemesis, this area displays memorabilia from the latest movie, including a full-scale Reman Scorpion-class attack fighter, which is what you, which is, is that what you mentioned there? Yeah. That, see, that looks amazing. I mean, I know I've seen Nemesis numerous, a couple of times, but that, that looks really... Did, um... Uh, oh god! Did Eagle Moss ever do a, a model of it? Uh, it might have it. been a bonus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, see, see, that is a really nice design. I'd, I'd, what about you? What do you think of the design of it? There you go. I think that's it. What's that? Jeremy. Ah, sorry. Going off that. Ah, Simon has pulled up um, some photos. Well, it's one, but yeah, one photo that you've. I didn't take it. I found it online years ago. Okay. Oh, wow. But if you said, I think it does say the experience. Yeah. Which is the phaser cabinet. So we've got the TOS uh, original series phaser type two. Um, we've got the... Dustbuster. And then we've got the two yeah. next gen ones. And then we've got the Dolphin from Nemesis. And mm. then the phaser rifle. So, 
see, I like the way they've displayed those. Really quite nicely laid out. Oh, oh I'd love to have been there. Um, so, in total Star Trek Nemesis, this area displays memorabilia from the latest movie, including, which I've said, sorry, Captain Picard's prison cage and the elaborate costume walls by Preeta Shinzen. And overlooking this collection, you might spot a last screenplay in the latest Star Trek Nemesis trailer. So, uh, Simon's showing me, oh, here we go. So we've got another picture of Simon's phone. We've got the Phaser Type 2 um, from, uh, is that Rafa Khan and Search for Spock? Motion picture. Oh, sorry, the motion picture, yeah. Search for Spock, five and six. Yeah. And we've got the EM-33 plasma pistol from Enterprise. Yeah. yeah. So they were like two cabinets that they had. Mm. I think so. that's it. That's all I've no, got. That's right. That's, that's, that's interesting, side. Really, really interesting. So... Um, so you've got, um, let's see, do you continue reading a bit more? Yeah. yeah. So rather than Shep, her visit is through. Did you say that? And I do vaguely remember it kind of thing where it's like it's, it's, you walk into it and you're kind of, yeah, you're on earth and then you kind of go through some doors and that's where you've got the main exhibition. So is, is this me reading some of this that is actually bringing back yeah. those memories? Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, I won't say we may have to go into much detail, but I do remember it's like you do enter the kind of mm. introduction hall, and it was all very earth-based, kind of obviously old cars here, there, and everywhere. I mean, did you ever, from what what you can remember, was there a specific part of the, the exhibit you really liked more, or? Oh, I've always been a fan of the props. Always been a fan of phases and stuff. Yeah, so because I say I remember there was like one where it's like a camp from like Deep Space Nine, mm. and I remember. I think I saw a picture of it a few years ago. Oh, yeah, I remember that from like, the experience. Mm. It's probably in my um, mm. Christie's auction catalogue where I could probably go, oh, I remember that. Thing. Like, where it's a, a camp from like Deep Space Nine. It's a random camp. And it's like, I remember specifically going to look at it in the, experience, in the adventure. Mm. I don't know. It's just, a, but yeah, it's just. Oh, it's it, interesting. Um, so rather than ship her visitors through a linear set of static exhibits like a tall group at a country house, the Star Trek The Adventure design is intended from the start there would be opportunities for people to move around and take things at their own pace. The areas surrounding the Star Trek Nemesis section were constructed with this in mind, with a series of displays and simulations based around a circular model which allows visitors to focus on the items that interest them. Some people no doubt will make a bid on for the replica Enterprise NCC-1701 bridge from TOS, which is exhibited along with a number of props, models and photographs from the era in the area known as the original series launching the legacy. Imagine Captain Kirk sitting in the command chair, his finger tightly gripping the chair's arms as he confronts Balok in the episode The Corbin Light Maneuver. Imagine Spock's uh, saturine eyebrows raised in surprise as he sees the unexpected form of President Abraham Lincoln on the screen in the episode The Savage Kern, or how about the entire bridge filled with small furry animals and the top of wickerballs? So many memories, so much history. Um, alongside the infamous bridge is a great array of Star Trek costumes accompanied by a video featuring costume designer Bob Blackman who discusses works of TOS costumer William Feast and his own compositions for the other four series. This era also includes a special video presentation called Launching the Legacy which features archival interview footage with um, Star Trek's legendary creator Gene Mottenbury and an interview with the franchise's current executive producer Rick Berman as they discuss the show's tremendous back history. So 
one of the things I also loved as I was reading through this was with each section, you actually have like a instrumental video, an instructional video kind of accompanying it, talking about that specific area of whether it's props or makeup and all that kind of stuff. And by the sound of it, the way they kind of laid out the exhibit, as you say, it's it's in, designed in a way where you can go to where you want instead of having to go through sex. It's like, I mean, I'm not saying I disagree with the way I do it, but like, we've been to certain museums, haven't we? And there were just sections that you're just not interested. So you just kind of just walk through it, didn't you? Whereas this is designed, in, they designed it in such a way where, you know, you don't have to walk through so you're not interested. You can just go, oh, actually, look at that. Oh, let's look at that over there, kind of. So it sounds like the lab, it was very, very well thought through, very well done. I think it's a lot more, I think you'll get this reference, it's a lot more Harry Potter studio tour. Yeah. Where it's all, it's, it, I think it was all scattered here, there and everywhere. So it's yeah. like, oh, I don't want to bother with whatever over there. I'll just go over here then. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's yeah. the same with Harry Potter too. It's like, I'm not too bothered about Dark Arts. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I, for me, like when I was going around with you guys, I think for me it was like, it was Snape's Dungeon. I loved um, Umbridge's Office. That kind of thing really interested me. There were certain other sections. I did that. We all, I think we had to look at everything, but there were certain things we just did. So I think it's similar, which I think is really good. It's just a shame that it was that in that time. So there was nothing. You searched internet. There's nothing available. I'm not sure whether you did any search online. I did do. A, try, I did try and do a little bit, but but this is like this is nothing. Nothing at all. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's it mentions here, but obviously we've briefly touched on it. it talks about Quark's bar. Um, you've got also um, Voyager visual effects area. Which obviously I think was obviously the area you you mentioned where you and your mum um, did on the was it the blue screen green screen, um, but it feels like you're actually in the episode, which I thought was just really really cool. Uh, so it says um, um, the full four the full full the four full motion shuttlecraft simulators, which are strategically placed in the Voyager visual effects area, can the can each transport 19 passengers on a trip through Federation space. The journey, which is entirely computer-generated, although you wouldn't think so you experience it, takes these pa- passengers through a demolished Borg ship before landing on one of the Delta Quadrant's strange far-fun planets. In a pre-trip video, visual effects producer Dan Curry, the martial arts expert who also designed such handheld weapons as the... Matt and Matt Leth, I'm yep. sure it says. Talk through the rapid evolution, evolution of computer graphic imagery, also CGI and visual effects. That sounds like starters, if you ask me. Yeah. Star Trek trying to do starters, because when did it ever wanted to do anything like that? <laughs> oh, crap, that was a flop. Let's do Rafa Khan. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just really, really... There you go, sir. Have a look. Um, so, yeah, we've also got a guide to what's actually in the... Uh, what was in the adventure. So you've got Earth-based ops, Star Trek Nemesis, the original series, Le- launching the legacy, Enterprise designing the sets... Um, so look at sets of Star Trek House in Lieutenant Reed's Armoury, DS9 creating characters through makeup, Voyager visual effects, and the Star Trek Shining Tour, your tour, the Enterprise D. So, yeah, I mean, it sounds like a lot to kind of look through. I mean, and again, if I've been if I've been into Star Trek back in the day as I am now, I probably would have looked through all of that. I would have gone through all of it. That, that, I don't think there's anything there that would not have interested me. Yeah, sure. There's probably a couple of things I'd probably be more interested to look at a bit longer than others, but I would have gone for it all. 
And 40 quid, is that what was that purpose? I, I don't know, Jamie. I'm but 40 quid, but that's not bad. Speculating, guy. I mean, even if even it's old world, you know what it's like yeah. back then, it was a bit like even if that is per person, I don't know. I don't know. Again, if, it was, yeah. A, but yeah, even if that's per person, that's still a really that sounds like a really good deal to me. I mean, I don't know. You'd have to ask mum or mate, but I yeah. doubt they will remember because I'd, I'd imagine something like that. I, I was thinking something like that would be like hundreds of pounds, but they had those. I think that may be the one that I'm thinking of, but they had mods like that. Dusted here, there, and everywhere, which is mm. really quite cool. And you can actually look around the whole thing, which is quite. There you go. That's what it was like. Just. But yeah, just and a really. It really... was just a way for them to do. The. Experience, but like a traveling tour. Mm. It's like oh, you can't go to Las Vegas. We'll bring Las Vegas to you. So it's quite a cool little event. Yeah, I mean that for me, and that for me would be see. That for me would have been perfect, and I mean, you kind of got a bit of it with Filmworks going into let's say Star Trek and bringing all the props with it, because that's kind of what it was. Or it was a kind of here's a here's all the props. But it sounds to me like it was probably better run and organised than some of the events we've recently, like with DST that we've been to. <laughs> we again, but it's old world. It's old different time. A lot more straightforward. It's a bit like oh, okay, well. Go there then. Like again, no yeah. internet, there's no yeah. social media, no nothing. It was just kind of. Yeah. I say in some ways, you know, I've, I've said that. Um, I wonder if it's still going today. Then. What is the Star Trek: The Adventure? I wonder if it is still going today. No, no, that was a f- small time thing. It was yeah. a. But it would, I said it would have been incredible. I and mean, just think, think how much because now obviously we've had so much more since then. How much more you could include? I mean, you'd literally need probably like two, like two of those. Like you know that um, picture you showed me. Uh, sorry, back in the book of there. Uh, oh, there. So you probably need like two of those. <laughs> I just yeah. But that's the thing from from this aerial view that we got like a little small photo in the brochure. It doesn't seem like that big, but bit it was massive inside. But yeah, I just. I, but I'm 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 uh, yeah. I just I'm glad you decided to do an episode on it, side because I think it's. Really, really quite interesting. I said it, but again, this is one that you won't have a clue about. But there are ones that we'll be doing. I really want to do one on 2012. I want to do one on hmm. uh, DSC3. I want to do one on possibly revisiting Frankfurt because I think hmm. it's going to be really fascinating after X number of years looking back on them hmm. and saying, actually, that weren't, weren't half bad. Hmm. Like looking back at 2012 and going, actually, we were f- bloody lucky that year because it's like. In my room, I still have a poster from the first one where all five yeah. captains were there. Yeah. Where yeah. you do look back and go, that was actually, we were bloody lucky that time. We were. But then again, it's back then, I wish so. Because like I said, you know, Scott Bakula turned up. And, you know, now he's like one of my favourite captains. Again, that's why I did patch a shoot at that event. Because it's like, yeah. that don't happen often. And yeah. it's a bit like, as you've learned, you kind of have to take your, take yeah. your, pick your moments. Yeah. But there you go. There you go. So, yeah, it may become a bit of a thread that I think we'll dip into every now and then because I think I think it's fascinating. I think it is interesting looking back at yeah, things. Yeah, and it said, I mean, for me, it does come with that little regret. I've always said I wish I'd been in Star Trek back then, but it, it is what it is. But, it, yeah, I mean, just that. Oh, sorry, I just ended up back in the microphone. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> it just a fascinating, just would have been absolutely fascinating and just amazing experience. Um, and I'm glad we... We did an episode on it. Um, yeah, you know. So I think I think we've 
I don't think there's anything else. There's... You've kind of sold it, Jamie. I haven't actually said that much. I think you've enjoyed reading about it all. Sorry. That's right. I'm not. I couldn't really bring much to it because I'm going. I don't know. I can't quite remember it. <laughs> That's all right. I carried just, the episode. I bought these things back then. It, yeah. it was just an amazing thing, and it's. I don't think many people really remember that it actually. So I wanted to kind of go. Here's a trip down memory lane. Nostalgia. Yeah, it's nostalgia. the fact that this is what Star Trek used to be. This is when we're on the cusp of the end of that golden era into Enterprise. And, you know, we didn't know about the Coven time at that point, but no. this is kind of... And then we've got however many Star Trek series we've now currently got on coming. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, but yeah. Uh... Yeah, scary, Jeremy. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> um, we hope you guys enjoyed listening. We know this, again, is a bit of a shorter episode, but... Uh... We hope you guys enjoyed it nonetheless. And uh, maybe, I mean, who knows? Maybe some of you guys listen, you guys, you might have even been yourself and maybe it'll even bring back some memories for you what, 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 what we've been chatting about. So, yeah, I say so I didn't read the one that I've got. So it was really interesting hearing about the Starbase Earth. That was very mm. interesting as well. And, mm. and actually, completely forgot. And actually, one other thing I will also want to quickly say is I've read, I've, I think it's really well written how they've written this, like the brochure itself, like describing it in detail, and, and you can really feel the passion in the words that, that they're really passionate about what they're doing. Which is again, I've always said, if you if you know the people that do this kind of thing, if they're passionate about these kind of events, putting on these events, and that comes through, and that comes that that, that go transfers to the fans, and you it makes that experience even better. So I've got nothing but praise. I mean, it just sounds like an absolutely crap. Amazing experience. Which is why we're not going to Destination Trek. No, we are not, by the way, guys, this year. Um, because, well... That got, got decided within about five minutes, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, for a multitude of reasons. Obviously, again, because it's showmasters and we just don't trust them. And I'm not going to bloody Birmingham. Birmingham it being another thing as well. Uh, so, yeah, we've decided we're not going to go this year. Um, the campaign out of the... Well, same difference, but camp out the uh, London ones. Yeah, we we may go to. I don't know if we'll, we may go to a London film and comic on one this year. Maybe I. I don't know. We may do in the summer. Depends. Because um, I know we we definitely do want to make some. Uh, some strange new worlders. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, and they've already gone to a couple, one or two events in the UK already so yeah the oddly named Wales convention that was in Telford yeah <laughs> so but yeah anyway uh, that's it guys and uh, yeah we'll be back soon with another one with Fringy yep again part two yeah bye bye